0: Welcome to NACE Corrosion 2019. We are the Carboline Tech Service Podcast. I'm Jack Walker. With me, as always, is the Director of Technical Service, and that's Mr. Paul Jameis. How's it going, Paul?
1: It's going great, Jack. It is an exciting place to be right now.
0: It is uh, busy in the booth, and as we start this, everybody runs away.
1: (laughs) I don't know. I think we were supposed to be here to draw people in, and we seem to have the opposite effect on this one. Yeah, we don't
0: bite, (laughs) unless you ask. Right. Nicely. <laughs> Nicely. Anyway, Paul, how do people get a hold of us if they want to? We got some suggestion well, cards today, here if you want a topic. Today, they can just reach out and get a hold yeah, of us. Yeah, like reach out and touch us? Yeah. Yeah, we're here. Is that like at and Well, I or guess. Or something like that? Yeah. 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 All right. So anyway, uh, we're going to talk but you about... Want the, you want the normal way? The normal way?
1: Because they can still hit us on Twitter. Sure. Yeah, because we are, we are paying attention to our Twitter accounts. Carbaline is at Carbaline. Jack, is that Jack underscore CTSP? i I'm at Paul underscore C-T-S-P.
0: You can also email us at technicalservice@carboline.com. We also have some cards I think we mentioned earlier. If you have a topic, you just come by, fill out the card, throw it in a bucket, and we'll talk about it during NACE Corrosion 2019. So I think now we're going to take a moment and talk about something that is a little near and dear to my heart. I'm going to get on that soapbox. Near box. and dear? Yeah, it's a, it's a soapbox. I don't know if it's near and dear to your heart. Well, I mean... It's frustrating. Okay, I'll take that. All right, so we're going to talk about one of our most frequent phone calls that we get here in technical service, and that, that phone call is... Why are you guys so good looking? You get that phone call? Well, yeah. How do they know? This isn't video. Have, no, but we have social media. Oh, yeah. There were a lot of pictures of us from yeah. from the yeah. last show.
1: Hard to believe that a duo this good looking is in pain, huh? <laughs>
0: Radio, right? Well, yeah. We frequently get a phone call where uh, somebody is trying to specify one of our coding's and they will ask us, what's the life expectancy of that coding? To which, depending on what kind of mood I am in and how long I want the phone call to be, <laughs> could take a long, uh, long time because the answer isn't straightforward.
1: I can't just say seven?
0: Well, you, you could. You would be wrong four score and and I'm going to go on the record right now and say this. If a paint company gives you an exact year number for a life expectancy of one of their coatings, run away. It's not real. That's right. Because like we've said many times on the show before, every little thing matters. And you know, it really does, especially when we're
1: talking about how long is it going to last? You have to take into consideration Coding thickness and environments, and there are just so many variables that if you don't consider
0: all of them, you're never going to have the system that you expect. But alas, it is not all without hope. There are some guidelines out there. NACE, who were, you know, at NACE Corrosion 2019, has some really good papers out there that help us with this challenge.
1: And And keep in mind, they consider these just guides. This is just a guideline.
0: This is not the end all be all. It's not a definitive answer. It's an estimate. So, what NACE did is they studied generic types of coatings under many different environments with several different types of surface prep. Are you guys starting to notice all of the things?
1: And, you know, one of the things that they did they have representatives from abrasive blast companies, surface prep companies, just about all the coating companies are involved in these papers. Because there are so many variables, they wanted to make sure that they can capture everybody's idea of what was going on.
0: Probably the most famous paper of this is the paper number 477. It came out in 1996. I was still in high school. I was a junior. <laughs> anyway. This no, is that called, was a good year. I got married. Oh, there Say you go. Say hi to my lovely bride. There you go. Without the without her, this thing would not be possible, right? That's true. That's true. You know, Somebody's
1: got to make enough money to
0: support us. She continues. Well, that's her. Yeah. 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 She continues to allow to let you live. That's right. So that's, that's yeah. good, probably. Yeah, at least. lets me stay in the house most of the there time. There we go. But in 1996, Nays' Paper number 477 came out. It's commonly referred to as the Brevort Report. It's got a couple sections there. The section that I don't really worry about is the cost that it takes to apply coatings. It's probably a lot more important to other people, but since I work for a material manufacturer, the thing that is important to me is at the end of it, what they did is they took several environments and several surface preps and study life expectancies based on generic types they didn't let anybody know who or what the coatings were just the generic type not they didn't tell you it was Carvelines. lines they didn't tell you it was any of the other manufacturers out there one of the things and, and there's the current version and the current version is actually i learned this today free on the nace website so take advantage of that take advantage of this because it's a really good paper it's paper 4088 it came out in 2014 and the paper is called The Expected Service Life and Cost Considerations for Maintenance and New Construction Protective Coating Work. So, Boy, that's a mouthful.
1: Yeah. It's almost as bad as Brevort. Yeah. Because so if you th- saw how it was spelled, you would never spell it that way. It's like my
0: name. Yeah, with the T? Yeah. Yeah, anyway. So as we get into this, why it's a great, valuable tool, and the thing, if you get this paper, you go download it for free. The thing that you should notice immediately is, and this is what I always tell people, You get what you give. I kind of quote that cheesy uh, song from the 80s. Tesla? It's not what you got, it's what you give. Is that Tesla?
1: Tesla? Warrant?
0: Huh? Warrant, maybe? Uh, That's cherry pie.
1: Oh, okay. But anyway. Right time frame.
0: The first thing you should notice is if you skip on your surface prep, you shorten your service life. That's the number one thing I want everybody to take away from this episode. If you skimp on your surface prep, your service life is almost cut in half in some cases. You know, that holds true no matter what types of coatings that we're looking at. So in this paper, they compared blasting. They don't even get down into the cleanliness of blasting. They just, and if you refer to previous episodes where we talked about the blasting standards, they just say blast. And then they have hand and power tool clean. And in the case of some of these products... Here's a perfect example of the variation that you will get from blasting to hand and power tool cleaning. And actually, in the Brevore report, they break it down by cleanliness. So if you look, and this is one of the things that's important, because if you do a near-white metal blast in SSPC-10, you're going to get a longer service life than if you do an SSPC-6, which is a uh, commercial clean.
1: So really, what you need to look at with these is... You're going to put in time and money somewhere. And whether you put it in at the front and you do fantastic surface prep, you do all your cleaning, you have an immaculate surface and you put on your coating system, it's going to last a long time. If you decide to skimp out and not put proper surface prep in, you're going to have a
0: coating system that's going to have to be repaired or replaced much earlier. That's also one of the more frequent calls that we get in a tech service is, Do I really need to make it that clean? Do I, do, do I really re- need a 10? Do I really need to blast? Well, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, in some cases, there are situations where the environment that you're in, you can't blast. And, and that's the real world. So sometimes you, you do have to make exceptions and, and move on. And, and in that case, there's really great new technology out there. The, uh, like the MBX Bristol Blaster. Yeah, we have an episode that we recorded at SSBC talking about that where you can actually get an Angular profile with a power tool. And that's huge
1: it really is and that that has allowed them into situations where they just the the conditions don't allow for blasting
0: correct all right here we go again time to pay the bills time to make sure the family gets fed so this thing's brought to you by carboline if you haven't figured it out by now cuz it's called the carboline tech service podcast so, what we'd like to remind you is that we're going to be at the Offshore Technology Conference in Houston, Texas. That's May 6th through 9th. Now, when we say we, I know it's a little confusing because Paul and I were allowed to be let out of our cages there for a little bit. Yeah, they, they shut Big the door Smiles on, us. on our faces. That's right. But um, Paul and I will not be there. So, you have to contain your excitement. You'll have to go meet some other very nice, very fine Carboline folks. That's right.
1: They're going to be in booth 8631. Stop by and say hi. They're not going to have socks for you, but you should still go say hi.
0: Well, they might have socks. You don't know. You can ask for socks. Let's make it a thing. There you go. Anyway, we'd also like to take a moment to talk to you about Phenoline Tank Shield and Tank Shield FP. Phenoline Tank Shield and Tank Shield FP have low temperature cure properties, which make them great for use
1: all over the country and all year long.
0: With Tank Shield FP, you can coat a very heavily pitted steel tank and come out with a very smooth lining service.
1: Tank Shield FP is a fantastic pit filling holding primer with an extended recoat window.
0: One of the great advantages about the Phenoline Tank Shield is that it is batch mixed, so you can apply it with a single leg airless and it is blush resistant. So anybody who's been around the paint industry for a really long time knows how much blush can be a problem. Well, we're here to tell you that with Phenoline Tank Shield, you will no longer have that problem. The next thing that we need to get into for your life expectancy is not only does your surface prep matter, your environment matters. If you're in a seacoast marine environment compared to like a rural environment, which one do you think is going to last longer? I th- I think I hear another episode
1: coming up out of this.
0: Yes, we are going to do another episode while we're here at NACE about that exactly. Yeah, because really you need to understand the
1: environment that your products are going to be in, that your assets are going to be in because if you misidentify the exposure, you're going to underestimate the level of products
0: that you that you need. Or maybe overestimate. Let's talk about the Seacoast Marine. What's heavy in the air? It, salt. Salt. What does salt do? Oh, it causes rust. It causes lots of corrosion. And we had an episode with Ken Rossi from Hold Tight On. Yep. And we had an episode with Norman Pettigrew from Chlorid. And we talked about how devastating salt can be to a corrosion protection process or project.
1: Yeah, and really the problem that you run into when we're talking about soluble salts again, just to remind everybody, you know, those are our non-visible problems. Sure. And your normal surface prep standards do not address non-visible contaminants except to say remove them as required by the coating system.
0: So when you call in, you need to understand when you're digging into the life expectancy question, how layered of a question that is. (laughs) So... Not only will different coding technology, which we didn't even touch on there. No. Yet. So coding technology, environment, surface prep will all affect your you can take the same coating, put it in Florida on the beach, and then go to the middle of Missouri and you're going to have drastically different service lives with the exact same coating system. That's right.
1: So let's talk a little bit about the coating systems, the way they're broken out in these papers. is One of the things that we look at, they have them categorized into generic categories like water-based acrylic or surface-tolerant epoxies or alkyds or you know, zinc-rich coatings. And what this report is going to do is it's going to compare the same coating system at different thicknesses or at a different surface prep. And by narrowing it down to that range, you can really look at it and say, okay, if I'm only going to do a hand tool, power tool clean, what is my best option to give a longer life expectancy?
0: And that's where we're going to look at surface-tolerant coatings, which is a whole nother episode that we've had. That's right. We've now reached the point officially, this is kind of a milestone, where we've done so many episodes that I don't know what all we've talked about.
1: You know, and... I have, we struggled with this in the beginning, you know, of just keeping them listed, and you know, primarily I say I write it down so that I don't have to remember it, but one of the things that, that we now have on the Carmeline website, if you go into the Carmeline website, you can poke around, and you can see a whole list of all of the episodes that we've done, and they've got them really nicely listed out by, by title, so you can see all those categories there.
0: So once again, life expectancy, it's like an onion, there's layers, And all of those things matter. And they're all going to make you cry. So if when you call into your paint manufacturer and we don't give you a straight answer, that's why. Yep. So for Paul, I'm Jack. Thanks for listening to the Carboline Tech Service Podcast. We'll be back in just a little bit. And so for
1: the Carboline Tech Service Podcast, I'm Paul.
0: And I'm Jack. And we'd We'd like like to to thank thank you for for your your support.